Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Carton before midnight here on the fan in New York City and a great friend of the show, Mets beat reporter for Newsday Sports, Tim Healy is joining us live right now. Tim is fresh off the plane from the winter meetings in San Diego and I know your sleep schedule is a little screwed up here and we were a little later than normal. So thank you, Tim, for being a little bit flexible tonight. Appreciate it. Happy to. Thank you very much for having me. All right. So I think we should get right down to it. Um, At this point in time, Tim, we were just talking as the roster is currently constructed, and I know there's more room, but as it's currently constructed and the way that they seem to be going, are the Mets a better team right now than they were last year? That is a great question, and I've thought about it honestly a lot in the last 24 to 48 hours after Brandon Nimmo resigned, mm-hmm. and the answer is no, because <laughs> they still have more work to do. You think about the additions and the signings they've made so far, they pretty much replace one-for-one one other players. Right. Verlander replaces DeGrom. Quintana replaces Taiwan Walker. Yep. Robertson for Adovino. Diaz and Nimmo are back replacing themselves. So there are still more players who need to be replaced. Chris Bassett, for example, is a big one. He leaves a pretty big hole. Mm-hmm. A couple other relievers like Seth Lugo. Mm-hmm. So are the 2023 Mets better than the 2022 Mets? As of this moment, no. Right. Fortunately for them, it's uh, you know early to mid December. Right, exactly. So, but you know, obviously, you look around the division. Most notably, Trey Turner to the Phillies. I mean, what about the in division opponents? Are, are are they better? Do they seem to be have gotten better? The Phillies do look like they've gotten better, and maybe some of that is because we saw them get hot in October and go to the World Series. But let's be honest, Trey Turner, for as annoying as he is going to be to Mets fans for the next many years is an electric player. He's very good. He makes a good Phillies lineup even better. They added Taiwan Walker, who got a lot of money, (laughs) but he's going to help make that rotation better because that rotation was in rough shape for a lot of last year. Um, The Braves haven't really done anything. We'll see what happens with Swanson there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the team I'm curious about, because they might be a little good one of these years, is the Marlins, who have a ton of pitching and very little hitting. So 
they might be able to make things a little interesting if they can get a bat or two. To this point in the hot stove season, what has been, when you look at all the Mets transactions, you know, addition or subtraction, what has been the biggest transaction or change on this Mets team? The biggest individual transaction, I would say, is Brandon Nimmo. Mm -hmm. I was of the opinion coming into the offseason that he was their most important free agent, more important than Edwin Diaz, more important than Jacob deGrom. Because not, not only because of how good Nimmo is offensively, defensively, at the top of a lineup as a culture guy in the clubhouse, but if you failed to bring back Brandon Nimmo, the other options were slim pickings. With apologies to Cody Bellinger and Kevin Kiermeyer and right. anybody else that they might have been able to get via trade to play center field, there weren't any other Brandon Nimmos. So the Mets, credit to them for realizing what they had to do and doing what they had to do and bringing back Nimmo. You know, he uh, he's my favorite Met. It's not even close. But how close was it really for him to not be a Met? You saw the, the, the Rockies jumping in there. Do you, how close was it really? Uh, it's hard to say at this point. I, I saw somewhere that the Giants had made an offer. Um, so it it is hard to tell. I don't know, to be honest. But what's interesting to me is I, I learned during the winter meetings that the Mets were not going to be afforded the last chance to match an, another offer sort that. of situation. Yep. Yes, yes. So that is just how Scott Boris operates, uh, you know, standard for his clients. Um, and then the night before Nimmo signed, Xander Bogarts, another Boris client, up and left the, his longtime team, the Red Sox, mm-hmm. for a very long contract with the Padres. So part of me does wonder if the Mets and Steve Cohen saw that, saw a face of the franchise leave his team and say, hey, let's go the extra year on Nimmo or maybe extra two years on Nimmo and just get this done now mm-hmm. and not let it get out of hand. Fill in the blank here. We're talking about Tim Healy from Newsday on the fan. Um, fill in the blank. Nimmo is a top blank per center, you know, uh, center fielder in, in the game right now. That's a good question. Um, you know, if you went by wins above replacement as just one measure, mm-hmm. then based on 2022, he'd be a top three or four center fielder in all of baseball. So, I don't know what percent that is, top uh, top 10%, top 15%. So, really good player. My vote is yes. Be, be up front with you. My vote is yes, Tim. Will Brandon Nimmo be the next Mets captain, or should he be? I am less certain of that, mm. in part because just, I guess, in, in, in baseball, captains are not a – necessary thing really it's a little bit different in new york because you have the yankees and there's so much history there and so much speculation right now about aaron judge specifically but in in mets history there isn't you know some super impressive history of captains david wright of course Mm -hmm. was the face of the franchise and the captain for a generation um keith hernandez john franco some of these other guys who have been captains but it's not like it's some necessary thing uh, with regards to this Mets team and the leaders on it. I think a lot of people look to Max Scherzer, but he's naturally he's he is not going to be the captain because he's 
only been around for a year. There's Francisco Endor, who's going to be, who is under contract forever. Pete Alonzo, who has become a leader in that clubhouse. So, you know, I, I think of the captain as the undisputed leader of a team. And nothing against Nimmo, who, who is a leader and is a very important player, but I just don't think he's that obvious number one. And, and in, a, in a captain situation in baseball, you shouldn't force it just for the sake of having a captain. Correct. Mets beat reporter from Newsday, Tim Healy, joins us live right now on The Fan. Tim, we'll go back to the pitching. How open, based on your knowledge, how open were the Mets to going above their initial three-year offer to DeGrom? I think they probably would have, but the Mets were never going to come close to five years and $185 million. And that is a a wise decision. I I would say that the DeGrom saga and free agency played out about the way I expected it to, um, with the caveat that I, I didn't think anybody would go where the Rangers would go. But what I thought would happen is that some team, and it only takes one team, would come in with an offer to the Grom, higher than everybody else, blow him away, and that's all it would take for him to leave. And that's pretty much what happened. So even if the Mets did raise their initial offer or were afforded the chance to raise their initial offer, I don't think it would have mattered because they weren't coming close to Texas. Yeah, and why didn't he? Why did Degrom not give the Mets a chance to even match it? To just try to match it? Well, I, I, only Degrom can answer that, I think. But it, it, I did not. I've never gotten the sense that he was particularly interested in being a career Met or re-upping this off season or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Re- read into it what you will. I suppose that. Uh, the communication seemed to dwindle near the end of his free agency. Interesting. All right, then you, then you look, they pivoted to Justin Verlander, 40 years old when the season starts, two years, $86.7 million. I mean, a panic button reaction to DeGrom leaving or no? Not a panic button, no. I think, like I said, with DeGrom, how the Mets were never going to go very long on a contract or very big on the money there, I uh, if, if they secretly, you know, in their own minds, the Mets front office came into the offseason viewing Verlander on a two-year deal as plan A, I would not be surprised at all because I would much, much rather have Verlander for two years than DeGrom for five, three, four, four five, f- yeah. never mind, five. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, again, just mind-boggling. Um, so that's great. I think Verlander was a tremendous signing for the Mets. He, there is risk there, of course, because he is old and because you're pairing him with Max Scherzer, who is old. So when you think about the range of possible outcomes for the top of that rotation, there is a version of events where things are ugly because they start to break down and either get hurt or aren't as good. That said, both guys were tremendous in 2022, and the Mets are betting that that will be the case for at least this next season. We'll see. Tim Healy from Newsday is with us on the fan. On a scale of uh, 1 to 10, it should be a 10, by the way, how in are the Mets are on uh, Kodai Senga? Yeah, it, it sounds like a 10. It sounds like a 10. They have already brought in two starting pitchers. They want more. And, uh, you know, Senga's market sounds pretty active. Mm-hmm. And the Mets are one of the teams in on him. I'm not, I don't know when Senga is going to sign or looking to make a decision. But sounds like the Mets are going to be in the thick of things for however long that takes. And if they don't sign Senga, it would not surprise me if they try to sign another starter or trade for a starter because that sounds like a pretty important thing to them. 
yeah. Uh, you know what? And, and I was looking, too, in my little chart that I make, you know, the rudimentary chart that I have. I mean, who, who's left out there? Rodon is going to be a no for the Mets. Evaldi yeah. kind of stinks, so no on him. Ross Stripling, is that what? Are they going to coax Chris Bassett to come back? I mean, what are the other options if it's not Senga? I'm pretty curious about where Chris Bassett's market ends up because – He's a little older than Taiwan Walker. He has the qualifying offer attached to him, and teams in general like that less because it cost him a draft pick to sign the player. So I, I, I don't know what kind of money he's going to get, maybe four years, $80 million, something like that. They might be a little too rich for the Mets, mm-hmm. but it's probably not that much more than what Senga is going right. to get. So I wonder if he ends up being more in play for them as his market uh, you know, materializes and numbers start to get a little more real. Um, and then the wild card in all this is, is a trade because uh, trades are much harder to predict, to predict. You don't know who is available. You don't know who views the Mets as a trade partner and things along those lines. So uh, there's a big, big category of just wild card. Were the Mets really not in on Aaron Judge at all? Uh, as far as I know, they weren't. And... Frankly, I think that's a good decision. Uh, Judge had a great season, obviously. Uh, historic, a lot of fun to watch, and for me to watch from afar. Um, but because of that season, the contract that he it was eventually going to get and did get with the Yankees was going to be a blatant overpay. There is no... There is... I, it's just very hard to imagine Aaron Judge being worth $40 million a year for nine years. That is pretty wild. Um, that said, the Yankees had little choice other than to pay that price, and mm-hmm. I understand the Giants' heavy interest because they're looking for a player like that. Um, the Padres were just trying to give somebody several hundred million dollars. So <laughs> I, 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 under, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I would love to play with the Padres for that price. Uh, and and uh, so, so I understand Aaron Judge's market, but whatever deal he got was going to be too much. And for the Mets, the, there wasn't exactly a, a, a roster fit. They needed a center fielder, not a corner outfielder. Um, so they could have made it work if they wanted to, but I totally understand their approach of not really bothering. Tim Healy's with us live on the fan. Tim, this I, I can't get behind. Are the Mets really serious about filling the DH role internally this season? Are they really running it back with what they had? Well, I'll put it this way. that They are open to position player changes. And when you think about who they have on, on their roster, who's coming back, DH is the most obvious upgradable position. Mm-hmm. So right now, if they go internal, it's some combination of Daniel Vogelback, Darren Ruff, Mark Vientos, Francisco Alvarez. The option that I am very, very intrigued by, and I wrote about this for Newsday last week, is what if they went with Francisco Alvarez as the primary designated hitter and the backup catcher? That would allow Alvarez, who, you know, the whole point of having Francisco Alvarez is to let him hit. That arrangement would allow him to hit basically every day catch some of the time, ease him into the grind and art of catching in the major leagues, which is no small thing, Mm -hmm. and take a page out of the Braves book with what they did with William Contreras this year. It worked out great for them. 
Um, so that's what I think the Mets should do. Um, Alvarez is the primary DH and backup catcher. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I yeah, I didn't see that article, or else because I, I was thinking like, why would they just pigeonhole him into it like a straight DH position? Like the, he has to get better as a catcher, especially at the major league level. Yeah. So I kind of like that idea. It's a good idea, Tim. Yeah, good job. they can do both. He could do both. Um, Thank you. Obviously, the uh, the biggest news of the week, the amount of money that Steve Cohen has spent on all of these guys. Um, the penalties, just so everybody's clear, what are the penalties? They've reached the, the highest threshold, right? So what are the penalties they, for this year and next year? They have not only reached the highest threshold, they are $40 million beyond the highest threshold. Their payroll right now, as calculated for the luxury tax, is – about $335 million. The quote-unquote Cohen tax, mm-hmm. the fourth tier of the luxury tax that was added in March when they agreed on a new CBA, yep. starts at $293 million. So the Mets were around the start of that uh, at the beginning of the week after signing Verlander. Mm-hmm. And then they added all these other players and just shot way past it. And now who knows how far how else much how much farther they're going to go now that they've come this far. Right. Um, so the penalties for that are a the, the actual literal tax is a 90% tax on uh, every dollar spent past 293. Wow. Uh, and and it, it's a very convoluted concept, but uh, Dave Lennon of Newsday actually did the math on it. And if their payroll stays at this level, their tax bill at the end of the 2023 season would be $67.2 million. So that is just just the tax they get for spending too much on their payroll. And then there's a penalty along the lines of uh, the top draft pick being dropped 10 picks or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, that, that'll be determined uh, you know, once the payroll numbers go final. Final question here. This is Tim, Tim uh, Healy from Newsday joining us on The Fan. Uh, final question is... For all of the years that everybody said the New York Yankees are trying, you know, they buy championships, doesn't this sound a lot like Steve Cohen is trying to buy a championship? Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what that sounds like. And, and I think they're doing so uh, kind of shamelessly. <laughs> uh, to, to bring in Max Scherzer and then Justin Verlander and back-to-back all seasons is, uh, you know, sends a pretty clear message that at this stage – the Mets are looking for mercenaries, essentially, to help the team win and win in that three- to five-year window that Steve Cohen mentioned when he bought the Mets. That first window is down to one to three years. So the pressure is on the players, the front office. Steve Cohen expects to win. The payroll is not going to be at this level forever. This is sort of a, I think, unlike the Yankees who carried a high payroll for a long, long time, at the, you know, in the 2000s and 2010s, the Mets plan to have a lower payroll once their farm system starts, starts to produce actual contributors on a regular basis, which really has not been the case. They haven't had anybody come up since really Jeff McNeil and Pete Alonzo. Right. So the plan is to use all this money of Steve Cohen's as sort of a temporary fix until it can become – a healthier organization, really. Hmm. And, and maybe buy a championship in the interim. Hmm. All right, well, Tim, maybe. Tim, you've had a crazy, crazy schedule over the past week, winter meetings on the West Coast. Now you're here. Just wanted to say 
thanks for, uh, for, for carving out some time for me tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Get some sleep. All right. <laughs> Bye, Tim. Thanks. That was Tim Healy, the Mets beat reporter from Newsday. He, he does a fantastic job. He, uh, when I first stepped foot into the Mets clubhouse, he realizes that I was I was new there, and he was like, "All right, look, the TV over there has the schedule, this, that, the other thing, rules, this, that." He's like, "You'll be fine. You're going to be great." And uh, uh, ever since then, I was like, "You know what? This this is this is a good guy." So Tim, he's a great friend of the show. He he does a great job for Newsday. Uh, covering the Mets. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll load up your calls now. Here we go. Taking calls the rest of the night. Um, if you want to talk about what the Mets plan, you'd like to see for them to do next time, what the Yankees should do. Jets and Giants have very difficult games tomorrow. Will they come away with the win? And speaking of winning, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets resting their top seven starters, uh, scorers, came away with a big win tonight in Indy. So um, uh, all of that is on the table. My name is Danielle McCartan, with you till 2 here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.